Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck. It is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my amazing and inspiring guest today, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started of things that are trending right now in marketing and media, and then a self-care tip to keep your week going because these are things that, as a new mom, I really need more and more of. So my marketing tip of the week, um, I was actually, this has come up a few times. There's so much importance of building a personal brand outside of your business. So if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business, at the end of the day, like you are the main reason your business took off. You are the main reason your business has grown to the capacity it is. It's really important to put a face to a name. So if you are too much behind the scenes, it is time to get in front Put yourself out there. Share some fun facts about you. Don't feel ashamed to do that. Um, It will really make such a difference in your marketing, in the translation of a consumer, and even your growth as a follower on any social media platform. So that is my marketing tip of the week. My self-care tip of the week. um, I'm really excited. I got two meditations in this week. I was like, oh, like I'm trying to get my son. He's only five months, you know, but I'm trying to get him into it. (laughs) because I really want the Zen energy around and um, it's a work in progress. But I mean, you could even do it for five, 10 minutes and it's been making such a difference. Um, I really, really have been loving YouTube um, 10 minute morning meditations. So definitely check those out. They have been so awesome. Now I'm really excited to share my amazing guest with you. We have the amazing Susan Trotter. Um, She is a relationship coach. She has a background in therapy, and she's been now an expert in this industry for 30-plus years. Um, We're so excited to share trends that have come up around relationships, around dating, all those things. I can't wait for you to meet her. She's such an inspiring single mom and really changing the world. So I can't wait for you to meet her. Stay tuned for the amazing Dr. Susan Trotter. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Susan Trotter, who is one fantastic relationship coach that everybody needs in her life or his life. Hi, Susan. How are you today? I am great, Jackie. I'm so happy to be here with you. Of course. And congrats on your Rising Entrepreneur nomination. I just wanted to stand, you know, bring that to everybody's attention. We nominated Susan because she is doing amazing things and we need you to know about who she is. So can you tell us a little bit more about how you became a relationship coach? Absolutely. So I started my career in clinical psychology and I practiced as a therapist for over 20 years. And then I shifted to coaching several years ago um, for a variety of different reasons. Um, Psychology as a practice had started becoming a little bit more rigid and coaching just offered more flexibility. And I can address some of the differences between the two in a little bit, but it's different in key ways that were just a better fit for where I was in my career. Love it. And why relationships? There's a lot of coaching you can do. So why relationships? Absolutely. So uh, over time, what I came to realize is that all the work I do is really about, primarily the work I do is really about our relationship with ourselves and with others. And so I started out as just a general life coach. And then of course, realized I really need to have a lane to distinguish myself from the millions of other coaches out there. And then really got clear about the work that I'm most passionate about and 
um, that I was actually doing. And relationship coach just really reflected the work I was doing and what was most important to me. Awesome. So impressive. And like, obviously you've been doing this for over 20 years now, you said, right? Close to 30 now between therapy and coaching. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously we talked about this prior, but can you explain the difference between like coaching and therapy? Because I've done both, right? So I kind of understand, but I don't think a lot of people know the difference. Absolutely. And I I feel like I'm really well positioned to speak to the differences since I have done both professionally. Um, and, And having the clinical background, actually, I will say is part of what distinguishes me or makes me unique as a coach too. It's really helpful to have that. Um, but these are just generalities. In general, therapy tends to focus a little bit more on the past. It tends to focus a little bit more on healing issues. And by necessity, because it's focused on healing, it can be a little bit of a slower process. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's rooted a little bit more in pathology. Coaching tends to look a little bit more at where you right now and where do you want to get to. It tends in general to be a little more active and goal-directed and it's rooted in more positive psychology. For sure. Now, in terms of like the types of people though that you work with, like, is there a specific age demographic? Like, can you elaborate more on that too? So I work with people of all ages, adults over 18. I don't work with children. Um, I I love kids, but working with them is a different story. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) When I was in training and I did some work with kids, I wanted to take them all home with me, which obviously you can't do as a therapist. So I work with adults over the age of 18. I work with all genders. And my larger mission is really to help people to feel more confident and empowered in their lives. Uh, And then more specifically, I specialize in helping people who are in relationships and want to strengthen the connection and improve communication. I work with people who are thinking about and going through divorce to help them navigate that process, both practically and emotionally. And then I also have expertise in helping people navigate the dating world, um, learning how to set themselves up for success in dating and relationships, and then how to navigate it both online and in person. I love it. So it's different literally with every scenario. It's like never boring. (laughs) In any given day, I am addressing all kinds of things. Um, Yeah. So those are the main areas, but I do a lot of other things that come up. Sometimes there's a little bit of business coaching or parenting work that I do. And, you know, there's lots of other things that come up along the way sometimes. And people reach out for all kinds of things, not just those three main areas. Right. That makes sense. Because so how long do people on average like work with you for? So it varies. Uh, some people, if it's a really concrete goal, you know, we might just do um, three or four sessions and other people I might work with long term off and on over years. A lot of my clients uh, or a number of my clients start with me. Sometimes they're trying to figure out their relationship and then they get divorced. And then at some point post-divorce, they're interested in dating. So I have some clients I haven't worked with necessarily consecutively for years, but off and on, I have some clients that have been with me for years, depending on where they are in their lives and what they need. So, because they're, they become different people, right? Like I find that so fascinating too. Right. Well, they're so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's all about transformation. I mean, we focus on goals, but in the process we transform. Right. Um, And I, I often say, in webinars I teach and in talking with clients, you know, when life's going along smoothly, we just kind of go along for the ride. We don't really stop and think about it. It's only when we hit bumps in the road that we pause and we self-reflect. And that's often when we reach out for help also. And it's really those bumps, those moments in our lives where we just kind of hit a wall um, or face some kind of challenge. Like to me, those are our greatest opportunities for personal growth and positive change. For sure. Uh, 
And so, you know, it's hard sometimes in the moment to think about it that way. And when you kind of get through it and get to the other side, you say, wow, that, that was this amazing opportunity for me to do something different and change. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's like empowering too, like Absolutely. to know you can do it, right? To see the possibilities is like- Absolutely. I mean, you know, personal example, I, I happen to be divorced and, you know, I had this kind of straight line vision personally and professionally for what I thought my life would look like. And like most people, my life took lots of twists and turns. And I am so grateful for all of those twists and turns because they've led me right here, right now, like sitting here with you doing this podcast, you know? So I think when we can kind of pull back a little bit and look at the big picture, I mean, it's hard sometimes, again, you know, we get caught up in the weeds, but when we have that space to pull back and look at the big picture, we can really appreciate how different life events or different choices we made have all contributed to our path and our journey and lead us to where we, but I think to your point, like it doesn't have to be the end. Like you can, you can be, you can change. All right. Like, I think that's what you help people do, which is so absolutely Right. Right. I love that. So how do you separate because in sessions, I feel like, you know, like you probably take in a lot. So how do you separate between clients? Like what is your go-to thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, as whether you're a therapist or a coach, you're holding space for people and, and absorbing and you need to be very present and engaged. Um, so I'm really good, first of all, at compartmentalizing. So just kind of like putting things in boxes in my head and heart as I need to, so I can do whatever I need to do. Um, you know, sometimes in between sessions, I'll go for a walk. Sometimes I'll just get on my phone and scroll. Sometimes I'll play like solitaire because it's just totally mindless. For and, sure. <laughs> you know, it just allows me a little bit of time to decompress. Yeah. But oftentimes I just need to kind of move around and, you know, just expend a little bit of energy. Movement actually really helps sometimes. I'm sure it does. I'm sure yeah. it does. And yeah. now you have a son of your own. Like, I love that you're a mom too. Yeah. So what's his take on having a mom as a relationship coach? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, it's so funny. He's, um, you know, not surprisingly in many ways, he's very... Um, his strengths are in the social emotional realm. Um, and he's very tuned into his own emotions. He's very emotionally articulate. Like I'm really proud of him. Um, and he'll make a great partner someday because he's really good at all that at communication and, and talking about feelings and so forth. So, you know, it's been interesting. I think, um, you know, he's watched me start my coaching business, you know, from nothing and um, watch me build it. And so I think, you know, just, in terms of the nature of the work, I think it's impacted him because I, I walk my talk. So I really integrate what I coach people to do. And he's benefited obviously from that. I incorporate that into my parenting as well. Um, But then just, you know, from a business perspective, he's watched me, you know, start, grow, develop and thrive as a business owner. And I think that's pretty amazing. You know, so I think he's, you know, there were times where I was super busy and you know, he wasn't always um, happy with that, but I, I think he also is really proud of what I've accomplished and and has a lot of respect for what I've done. And um, hopefully, it will inspire him to be right. entrepreneurial. In the that's future. really really special. Like definitely. Yeah. Like now as yeah. a mom, I like I love all these sentiments that like connect as they grow up. Like role models, really. At Absolutely. The end of it, right? like, Absolutely. It's all about modeling, right? Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what would you say right now in your world of clients, like what is trending in terms of topics? Like as we head into summertime, like what are things that are coming up more than usual? <laughs> yeah. So it's really interesting. I mean, even beyond the season, um, I think that, you know, we've been in this pandemic for a couple of years. We're coming out of it now, thankfully. And, um, but I think that the pandemic really put a spotlight on relationships for people. So people who are in relationships who might've had some struggles, you know, and suddenly we're together 24 seven and trying to juggle work and kids and, you know, everything else um, really started struggling even more. Um, people, you know, who were already maybe on the brink, you know, we're trying to figure out how do you get divorced during a pandemic when the courts are closed. And then people who are single were feeling really lonely. And so I've just seen an influx of people really reaching out for help, both in terms of mental health, which I think is great, um, and in terms of coaching. I've seen a particular uptick in couples reaching out for help. I, I'm working with, I work with both individuals and couples, and I have more couples in my practice now than I've ever had. And I really think the pandemic. Um, just brought more things to the surface and, and really has prompted people to reach out. So uh, I would say just generally like relationship issues and particularly people in marriages or living together, um, you know, just are struggling more these days with all the stressors that the last couple of years have brought on us. And then single people really, you know, we're trying to figure out like, how do you date during a pandemic? Um, And, you know, the, busy period in normal times is usually like December through Valentine's Day. But with the pandemic, you know, it just online dating just blew up because it was the only way to connect with people. So that's also a a really big focus in my practice and and for people who are single. For sure. And what did like in terms of couples, because I know a lot of couples that have gone through exactly what you're talking about, but are skeptical to actually reach out for help. So like, what advice do you have for them if they're contemplating, like, I actually need this? Like, because I know it could be, it's a very vulnerable thing to do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I encourage people, first of all, to get recommendations from people they know. Uh, And even if you're not comfortable, like, telling anybody you're, you're looking for referrals. Like if you're in, you know, community Facebook group, you know, you can post anonymously and ask for referrals and so forth. Um, and then I encourage people to do a consultation as part of my practice. And most coaches and therapists will offer a complimentary consultation. And it's really just an opportunity for us to talk and get to know each other a little bit. And, you know, in my mind, it's always about how can I be most helpful? You know, maybe it will be the right fit and I have something that I can offer in terms of value and we'll work together. And if it's not the right fit for whatever reason, that's perfectly fine too. And I'm always happy to direct people to other resources that might be a better path for them. You know, I think just doing consultations with, you know, maybe two or three different professionals and just assess who feels like the best fit. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really the way to start. It's really good advice. Because I do think people want, people know when they need something, but they don't always ask for it, right? Because they get insecure about it. So I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And And I do think that, the the pandemic has helped reduce a little bit of the stigma around mental health and 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 seeking out help and so forth. So I I think that's one silver lining that's come out of the last couple of years. People are talking about it more and seem to for be sure. a little less afraid to reach out for help. Um, I I think the challenge sometimes you know people aren't always quite ready 
to do the work, like they know they're struggling and they may not be quite ready to take the steps. And, you know, you can't do something if you're not ready to do it, you know, and that's okay. You know, people like me aren't going anywhere. So whenever people are ready to follow up or do the work, you know, we're happy to help them. Right. And they always come back, right? That's always the thing I feel like for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I sometimes connect with people on a webinar or in normal times in person and so forth. And sometimes, you know, people will follow up like right away and then disappear. And then three months or six months or even a year later, they might come back and say, okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that's perfectly fine. We all have our own process for getting there. And, you know, people, you just need to know when you're ready to do it. Mm-hmm. It's super key. I think because like everybody, like you said, everybody just has their own timeline and right. like, it's okay. Like it's okay to like acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So absolutely. So and, and from my end, I mean, there's, there's never any judgment, you know, like people are where they are. They're ready when they're ready. And, you know, through my career as a therapist and now a coach, I mean, there's, there's probably nothing I haven't heard, you know, so like nothing phases me. People can talk about anything that they need to talk about without fear of judgment or criticism. My approach is always, you know, to be one of curiosity, you know, like I just want to understand what people's experience is and together figure out how we can help them move forward toward whatever their goal might be. So can you tell us how you work with people, like the different options? Yeah, sure. So I, as I said, I work with individuals and couples. I offer a a free consultation to start with just to kind of learn more about each other. And if they want to move forward, um, you know, we start out discussing what their goals are. You know, we develop kind of a plan um, for what their, what their goals are and the kind of work they want to do and decide on a schedule and so forth. You know, coaching sessions, you know, involve talking about things. And sometimes I give assign like assignments of sorts, like homework for people to do in between sessions, depending on what it is we're working on. I will say that whether it's therapy or coaching, it's most helpful when people come to the session with things to talk about, you know, with the, whatever the goals are in mind. And it's my job to be mindful of what the goals are and to keep us on track. But it, it's really going to be most beneficial to the clients if they're coming to the session saying, you know, I really have been thinking about this or I, this happened or I want to talk about that. And, and to also understand that while obviously the sessions are full of value and can be really, really powerful, there's also a lot of work that happens in between the sessions, just thinking about things, not even necessarily in terms of homework or accomplishing things, but just reflecting about things we talked about and sometimes trying to do things differently, practicing new ways of communicating or, you know, tasks that they, you know, have been struggling to accomplish, you know? So there's a lot that happens in between sessions and not just in the hour that we're actually meeting with each other. So like on average, is it like once a week? Is it once a month? Is it by like, how do you normally meet with people? Yeah, it, it, the short answer is it depends. Uh, some people I meet with weekly, some it's bi-weekly, sometimes it's once a month. You know, the goal really ultimately kind of the biggest goal besides whatever they want to work on and I want them to feel confident and empowered um, is for them to get to a place where they don't need me, mm-hmm. right? 
you know? So, um, so that's why being mindful of what their goals are and periodically checking in and assessing how we're doing and where things are. But usually I start with people either weekly or biweekly. And then over time, it might become monthly depending on where they are and, and what we're working on. Awesome. And then I remember when we chatted a while ago, you eventually want to do group things, right? Yes, absolutely. So one of the one of my plans, and I've actually been verbalizing this, so um, setting up some accountability. So I follow through. I I have been wanting for a long time to develop a group coaching program for women who are dating. Love it. And so because I work with a lot of people around dating, um, I help people develop and launch online dating profiles, and I coach them in the process in terms of communication and assessing people, and you know checking in with patterns and all of those things. Um, and I work with people individually, but you know, when you work with people individually or, you know, just session by session, there's, there's only so many sessions in a day you can do. And that means there's a limit on how many people you have the opportunity to impact. So a, a group program is a really lovely way to be able to reach more people and make a difference in more people's lives. And they also get the benefit of, of connecting with each other and For sharing. Sure. That they're like not alone in that. That must be really exactly. fun. Like, can you share like one of the funniest things that you remember about a dating profile that stood out to you? Oh, gosh. I'm sure you've seen tons, but just like any oh, anything God. that sticks out to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I one, I mean, I read millions of profiles. You know, I I read them for on behalf of my clients and give feedback and so forth. But you know, one of the things I often see in profiles, you know, people will say, um, and I I see this more with men. You know, we'll put in there like, you know, no bag, I have no baggage and no drama. You know, and I'm thinking to myself you know, everybody has some baggage. Exactly. Like, nobody gets to this point in life with at least a carry-on, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> um, and so, so, so whenever I see that, no drama, no baggage, I'm just like, mm, pass. pass. You know, <laughs> what was it? Ariana Grande had that song next, right? Yeah, that's um, so good. Yeah, and it, because everybody's got a, everybody's got something, you For know, sure. you, can, you have some, a little bit of baggage at least. And, you know, when I see the no drama, I think, well, they must have just gotten out of something that was high drama and I don't want to get near that. And I don't want my clients to get near that. So, um, so that always just makes me kind of smile and, you know, just like what? Exactly. It's, it's a red flag. Let's call it, let's call it out. It's a red flag when people say that to me. Um, I love that. That's great. That was really fun. Thank you for that. (laughs) Now everybody listening, when that comes up, please swipe. Absolutely. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So I want to play some game time with you. This has been so much fun. So can you tell everybody how they can follow you on social media, get in touch for a consultation, all those things? Okay, great. Uh, yeah, so on all the social media platforms, I you can find me under Susan Trotter PhD, which makes it really easy. Uh, I'd like to say that was intentional, but I just kind of did it that way. You were building your personal brand. It's perfect. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) It was uh, instinctive. Um, So that's how you can find me. And the best way to schedule a consultation is actually to email me at susantrotterphd at gmail.com. And then I will follow up from there to get something on the calendar and answer any questions you might have before we meet. Perfect. And I will put that all, I do a blog too. So it'll all be in the blog. Great. Terrific. Thank you. Cool. All right. So you lived in Puerto Rico for six years? Almost six years. Yes. Fun fact. 
Yeah, it's unusual, right? So I grew up in Massachusetts, uh, lived here through college, went to the D.C. area for grad school, and then was married. Um, We had our son, who was just turning two at the time, and his dad got a job opportunity uh, in San Juan. Uh, He's in the hospitality industry. And we decided to go for it. I remember not, you know, we didn't know anybody there. We weren't fluent in Spanish. We didn't really know Spanish. I studied French in high school. Um, You know, I remember being really anxious about it and thinking to myself, I don't want fear to make the decision for us. And so we did a lot of research. We were nervous about it and we did it anyway. And we were only supposed to go for a year or two, but that's kind of the hook. That's how they get you. And two years turned to three, turned to four. And, you know, it was almost six um, by the time we left. And I'm so grateful for that experience. I loved living there. I love the people. I love the culture. It's so, people are just so open and warm. Um, Of course, you know, we, it's an island. So, and we lived on the ocean, like it was literally in our backyard. So that was awesome. And we made friends that are lifelong friends now. So both my son and I still think of it as our second home. I love it. It will always be that for us. So, So yeah. And they're they're owned by the U.S. Am I right? So they're a territory. They're part of the U.S. Yes. There are some differences uh, like other territories, like they can't vote in the federal election and they don't pay federal taxes. Um, They pay higher local taxes. But um, so there are some key differences, but uh, but they are part of the U.S. So you don't need a passport to to visit. Fun facts of the day. I love it. It's it's awesome. Puerto Rico is great. I highly recommend everybody. Spend some so time there. Back. Yeah, I love. Do you guys go back like frequently? Yeah, yeah. We've been back a, a handful of times. I was actually back uh, last fall for a couple of weeks, and I've actually been toying with the idea of maybe spending a month or two there next winter. I love it. But I do. I, I should add, I work virtually, so I, remotely, so I can work from anywhere. That's uh, awesome. And why not? spend the winter in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that's a great plan. I support it 100%. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. So you don't drink coffee, but you like milk chocolate? I do. <laughs> Not that those things really go together, but um, yes, I never, I never developed a taste for coffee. Um, I think it was, uh, I remember having a little tea party with my mother when I was a little girl and she drank coffee with nothing in it. And she gave me like a little bit of coffee in her, in my teacup. And it was disgusting. And like, that was it. Like I never, ever was interested or acquired taste for coffee, like not even mocha. Like I, like the whole coffee mocha spectrum just doesn't interest me. So I figure I've saved a lot of money on Starbucks and so forth, which is great. Um, I do drink Diet Coke for the caffeine. That's my vice. In, for in sure. that. I was going to ask, that was going to be my next follow-up question. Like, what is your vice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's Diet Coke. I've been drinking it since high school. And um, yeah, so I drink Diet Coke. Uh, and so where does the milk chocolate come in? You just love it. Oh yeah. I just, I just love, it. I was just trying to like think of some fun facts. Um, okay, I, just I, like love, it. I just love, I mean, I love sweets and in particular, I love milk chocolate and and really specifically, um, there are these milk chocolate non-parels. They're like the snow caps, but they're exactly what you're chocolate. talking about. So and good. Little, like candy balls on them, and they are so good. Yes, your that's my your that's totally my favorite. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Okay, and then obviously we talked about your son. You have a two-year-old puppy, and you're a sing- you're still a single mom, which is so inspiring. 
Yeah. Yeah. So my son is 21 now um, and in college, graduating in a year, which is insane. And uh, he had always wanted a dog. And I kept saying someday, 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 because I knew it would be all my responsibility (laughs) to walk the dog. Um, But when he had to come home uh, in his freshman year because of the pandemic, I thought, okay, if we're going to do it, we need to do it now, you know, because in a few years, he's going to be graduating and launching and so forth. And so like millions of other people, we got a dog, a cute little Havanese named Bella, who is cute and adorable and sweet and mischievous. And if she were here, she'd probably make her presence known. Um, She's at doggy daycare. Um, So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun having her. And yeah, being a single mom definitely has its challenges. You know, it's um, it's all on you to manage everything. And there's something lovely about it too. You know, you you get to make all the choices and, and sure. as you wish. Um, I'm really big on language and words. And so, you know, some people might say like, I have to do it all by myself, but in I like to replace have to with get to in general, you know? And so, yeah, single parenthood is challenging and I get to do all these amazing things as a single mom that I might not have otherwise been able to do. For sure. I actually grew up with a single mom too. So I know like how much goes into that. And I really respect that a lot because like now that I'm a parent, I'm like, oh my God, like to think I'd have to do this on my own. I'm like, (laughs) like I give you guys so much credit, you know, like I think now that you just, you go through life experiences and you just build respect in different ways that you never thought about before. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I think for any of us who have our businesses or, or are, you know, working outside the home and our parents and have relationships and do all the other, it's for all of us, it's hard to juggle. It's hard to balance things. You know, it's a little bit easier in some ways when you have a partner, um, not for all people, right. <laughs> sometimes having right. a partner is more challenging. Right. 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 Um, you know, but, but single parents definitely, um, you know, get lots of appreciation because, you know, they really are managing it mostly. Exactly. So props to you, girlfriend. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So really quick game time, like three hot seat questions and then we will be Okay. What is Susan's favorite food? Uh, Let's say pizza. I would say. What's on the pizza? Pepperoni. Oh, I love it. Classic. (laughs) I feel like you can't go wrong with that for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Where is your favorite place you've ever traveled to? And what's a bucket list place you've never been you want to go? Favorite place would be Barbados. Uh, I was there many years ago and it was just beautiful. And the, the people who, who live there are just so warm and friendly and welcoming. Uh, it was an amazing trip and beautiful. And I'd love to go back and bucket list. I would say, um, Iceland, I would love to go to Iceland and I'd love to go to Costa Rica. Cool. I actually have a long travel bucket list. Uh, What's wrong with that? That's great. I'll I'll start with those two. (laughs) Great ones. ones. Costa Rica is awesome. I went there last year for the first time. But Iceland's on mine. I'm like, I find it so fascinating that their hours are so different, right? Like it's sunlight all the time, right? Exactly. Right. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. 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 So cool. All right. Final question. If you could spend spend a day with somebody dead or alive, you've never met, who would it be in line? Like, I'd love to sit and hang with the Obamas. I think they're really cool and really smart. And I think they'd be interesting to hang out and have a beer with and talk sure. about. Life. I love that. 
And and then on a personal level, I'd say um, my my family immigrated originally from Russia, and I had all these relatives that were you know that I never met that that remained in Russia. And I think it would be really amazing to talk with them and just hear more about our family history. You know, because there's so much I don't know, and I think it would be really amazing to oh cool to talk to what a cool answer. I love that. Yeah. Because there is, there's so much history like that we all don't know about. It's so true right. in our families and where we come from. So good. Absolutely. And I recently was going through some boxes and I found some old, old family pictures and of some relatives from there. And I've recently, through a cousin here, connected with some extended family that were, some were originally from Russia and some are, um, you know, next generation and so forth. And so we've, we've started making these connections and I'm learning more. And it's just been so nice because I have a teeny tiny family and uh, it's just been lovely to learn more about and connect with this extended family. Sure. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on today. So fun. So fun. Thank you for having me. I, I always love talking with you and I love following you and everything that you're doing. And it's just such a joy to connect with you always. Thank so you. thank you for having me. Same. Of course, everybody needs to follow Susan Trotter on all social media platforms. Dr. Susan Trotter, am I right? Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Dr. <laughs> Susan Trotter, PhD, right? That's it. Yes. I want to make sure I corrected myself. Okay, perfect. Tell me to follow her on all platforms. Definitely get in touch for a consultation. She is awesome. And thank you so much for tuning in to Becoming Next On Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.